Welcome to Afterlife. I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, we got one today. Ha <laughs> ha, that's right. We are on episode number 23, and uh, it was a hell of a good week here, I thought. It was a little bit of a short week for Comic-Con San Diego, which is where most of the crew, if not all of them, are right now. Um, actually, as I'm recording this, uh, they should be getting ready for uh, maybe a little bit of schmodown action here uh, in a few hours. But um, let's get a couple things out of the way. Uh, like I said, I'm Jay Wade. I am a co-host here on Afterlife. Our host, Mike, had some uh, weather issues last night, had to uh, take some precautions, wasn't able to get it, get it in. Um, that's what she's, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Sorry about that. Um, uh, also, uh, co-host here, Sarah is out of town this week. She is counseling some camp kids. Those lucky little fucking bastards. I tell you what, Sarah's a great broad. She's uh she's a real fun girl. So we'll have her back next week. Uh, Mike will be back next week as well. And, uh, we have another co-host who is MIA here and will be for a few weeks. Uh, Kaylin. Uh, she's a great broad. I like Kaylin a lot too. Um, her and her husband just welcomed in a brand new baby girl into this world last week. So, uh, all of our thoughts and prayers, hell of uh, congratulations and, uh, and, and everything going out to you guys. Uh, love you guys. Love all you guys that are on the show with me, but, uh, I will do my damnedest to, uh, take this ship through the harbor of fucking fun baby um well uh usually i start off with one-liners but i'm gonna ixnay that this week because uh well and it's just me anyway you guys are gonna get sick hearing my voice by the end of this perhaps but uh uh speaking of babies though uh roxy's been uh she's been saying that she's a doula here for the past couple weeks, let's be honest, folks, she's not a doula. Um, she's just the girl who's helping out the guy by hanging out with him while he is hanging out in the waiting room and not getting bored. But she, uh, as it turns out, is done being a doula because not only is the baby born, but she actually wasn't there anyway. Uh, she was a doula via phone. I'm not sure how that works. But congratulations to Roxy's friends on bringing, uh, bringing their new baby into the world as well. Um, I always love welcoming new life, and that's a wonderful thing. And uh, good job, Roxy, uh, being supportive of your friend, for real. All joking aside, good job. Good job. You're a good friend there. Um, but speaking of Roxy also, it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Roxy. Yes, happy birthday, Roxy, and she did have a great birthday. Uh, that started off the top of the show that uh, Christian handed her four gifts, four wrapped gifts. None of these gifts were from any of the Collider crew. They were from fans, actually. And uh, she got a camera, a camera bag, SD card, and a tripod. So now Roxy is going to have to go out and make some short films and uh, make good use of this stuff. Um, I'm sure it'll help out her channel a lot. Uh, I, not that it needs any help, but any kind of solid equipment like that is always good. 
actually recognized one of the names uh, that gave her some stuff, DJ Snacks. Uh, I don't really know him. I uh, have spoken with him via typing a couple times. Uh, classy move, DJ, and uh, or Snacks, I should say, and the rest of you guys. That's really cool. So from the fan base, thank you for doing that because it was really nice to see Roxy so surprised and so moved. Um, never seen her cry. Uh, and if I ever have to, again, I hope it's for the same reason, tears of joy. Uh, thank you guys on behalf of the fans for uh, doing that for her. That was really great for all of us to experience. Um, now I'm just going to go through some of the highlights here. I'm not going to go over every single thing from, uh, from each day of the week, just my personal highlights. Uh, and the thing for me Monday, the main thing for me was the uh, Elvis movie. All right, Elvis movie has been cast with Tom Hanks as the colonel. I believe it's the colonel. It's not the general, I don't think. I could be thinking about the commercial, the car insurance commercial and the Kentucky Fried Chicken Cat, but uh, I believe it is the colonel. And uh, anything Tom Hanks is in is almost instant gold. Um, there have been few things that I've ever seen the man in that I didn't like. Um, but, but I, uh, this was a question that I had for everyone, but since I'm here, I'll just go ahead and ask myself, what is my favorite Tom Hanks movie? And I thought about it and I thought about it and I couldn't come up with one. So I posed myself a different question. <laughs> uh, the question I posed myself was what was the first Tom Hanks movie that I ever saw in the theater? Okay. Okay. Now, I can remember this very well. I was quite young. It's 80s movie. 80s movie when he was when he was in his comedy heyday. I mean, this man this is the Bosom Buddies. Do I need to say anything else, people? This is a man uh, just a high caliber actor, excellent actor, and he was in Bosom Buddies. This man had some great 80s silly comedy shit. And uh, I remember I was a big fan of the Money Pit um, when I was a little kid. Uh, my mom and dad used to watch a bunch of movies with me. Well, some of them they'd watch with me, and a lot of them they'd let me watch with them. Money Pit was one of those. Uh, so many great moments from, from Money Pit. I'm like, hey, I thought you was just a good-looking wool. You know, it's just great shit, man. Um, but I remembered that movie, and I loved it as a kid. So when I saw the trailer... For Joe versus the Volcano, holy shit, was I a naive kid. For some reason, I was like, this has got to be the greatest fucking movie in the world. And uh, I get my parents to take me to go see it. All's working out good, except when the movie starts. It was it, it was a terrible movie, folks. If you've never heard of it, then I, I understand why. And if you've never seen it, don't waste your time. Um, Tom Hanks plays a guy named Joe, and he's he's dying and doesn't have much time. He meets a rich millionaire or billionaire or something. And this uh, this man, for I, I can't remember how it all unfolds, but Joe and this woman uh, played by... Not Shelley Long. Um, Meg Ryan, I believe. I believe it was Meg Ryan. Um, and he's he, go, he goes to this island with natives, and he's got to throw himself into, sacrifice himself into a volcano to the soda pop gods. Yes, the soda pop gods. The orange soda pop god. I, I don't know. Um, now, my favorite 
Tom Hanks movie, the one that I got the most memories from that I saw in the theater has to be Philadelphia. Um, I don't know what had drawn me to that movie when I saw the trailers. Maybe it was the soundtrack, although I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen fan. But um, I just remember I've got to go see this movie. And, and so I went to the theater to see it. Just absolutely loved it. Denzel Washington, great in it, as well as, of course, Tom Hanks. I would say that that was his, that was his first serious dramatic role that I can remember, at least. If I remember correctly, that would be it. And after that, he just took off. Um, but this Elvis movie, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I really do wish that they would have planned all of this shit out, um, or had had the thoughts of making this shared music universe. I mean, imagine like having, yes, David Bowie and Queen, uh, and Elton John together in these biopics and, and, and now in Elvis and, um, Johnny Cash in the Walk the Line, you know, I mean, just imagine what kind of a magnificent shared universe we could have got. Um, but I mean, who cares, man? Elvis is the king. My folks saw Elvis perform once live, and I always used to be like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Till I found out that it was in his later jumpsuit years and, uh, with the big old gut. Nothing wrong with big old gut. Lord knows I got one too. Ha <laughs> ha. But, uh, the king, man, the king, he did lose it in his later years, but I mean, it doesn't matter just being able to see, to see Elvis at any point in time, dude, that's awesome. That's fucking fly. Um, and, and then that was pretty much all I had for Monday. I mean, a lot of, a lot of little stuff goes on that I just absolutely love on the show, but most of it, I just enjoy for myself and soak it in, but we all know what it was cause we were all there. Uh, but Tuesday rolled along and this was Christian's final day of the week in the studio, uh, as he was, uh, heading out for comic con. Um, and they dropped a little bit of some movie news came out that day. Uh, Taika Waititi is coming back for four, for, uh, Thor four, pardon me. Uh, just to let you know, I'm driving right now as I'm recording. So maybe if I stumble a little bit, that's why, but, uh, he's coming back for Thor four. Now, I'll tell you, I'm not the biggest fan of every single MCU movie. Um, I will say Ant-Man is okay. I like the character. I love the character of Ant-Man. Paul Rudd is the man. But when I first saw Ant-Man, I clapped when it was over because it was only an hour and 45 minutes long, and that was the best part of that movie for me. So I'm not the biggest fan of, of every MCU movie. I'm not one of those guys, but I will say I extremely enjoyed Thor four, man. That movie was so fucking funny. It was really good. And, and, uh, I'm excited about this. I really am. I want to see more of this. Of course, I'm on that bandwagon that wants to see guardians of, of the galaxy Thor crossover, um, as guardians of the galaxy. That would be fucking amazing. But, uh, Hey man, YTD's coming back for Thor four. And that is a okay. In my book, um, there are some rumors out there I've heard uh, about fantastic four, possibly getting an announcement. Um, I don't know. I'm very excited about this, uh, this, this, uh, coming back to, to Marvel deal with, uh, Fantastic Four. And, um, 
Ah, the X-Men. Yes, I'm looking forward to all of that, but I don't know. They might want to just sit on the, uh, on the, uh, Fantastic Four for a little bit. Um, I never really knew a lot about those guys from comics or anything. I'm not a big comic guy. My dad has thousands of comic books. He's a big DC guy. Um, I'm just a big Batman fan. Uh, love Batman and the Joker especially, man. Good shit. But uh, it, it will be awesome and uh, be very interesting to see what comes in the next phase for MCU. It, it's, I don't know, it's a little rough for me too. It's bittersweet. It's exciting. But at the same time, I invested 10, 11 years of my life into the, the phase we just came out of, you know? It's gonna, it feels like I'm having to start over again, which we are, and reinvest that time again. And I'm, I'm both excited for it, but also kind of drained at the same time. But, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll, that'll just come out and blow all our minds. Cause yeah, Thor 4 was amazing. Um, a little bit of other movie news from that day. Last Starfighter 2. Uh, Mike had in his notes that, uh, apparently they're not going to do a series on it anymore. I had not heard anything about a, a Last Starfighter series. That could be cool. That would be really cool. Um, I don't know that I'm that much into the movie, the original, to be excited for a full series, but I definitely love the movie. I remember the first time I saw it, and it was great. Um, love the movie so much. So definitely looking forward to this. And especially with today's gaming technology, where we're at in gaming today, dude, give me a fucking break. This, this should be awesome. If they drop the ball on this movie, then holy shit, dude, put some fucking glue on those palms, baby. Cause, uh, how can you go wrong with this movie with, with the state of gaming that we're in today? Um, but they, they did have a guess and this is the part of Tuesday that I was, that I was really into was, uh, having Chris Jericho in studio. Now I hadn't seen this guy for years. I like visually seen him and he's got his long hair back. Uh, last time I saw him, he was rocking the short hair with a little spike in the front and doing the band thing. And he's still doing the music. Good for him, but he's got that long hair back. And he talked a lot about the uh, about wrestling, uh, WWE, AEW, um, and but the thing that I took away from this that I I liked the most was him talking about bands and talking about bands that that uh, from the day that that would love to see the full lineup of and and stuff. So I I posed a question again that I'll pose to myself now here: What bands do we wish we'd seen? when it was the original band, the original lineup. Mm, man, I didn't have to think very long on this to come up with four. Uh, my top four, at least right now while I've been thinking about it, well, I mean, of course, Hank Williams Sr., but that's aside, you know? That's just a given with Wade. Um, the Grateful Dead. Oh, now, I've seen The Dead. Now, let me explain. For some of y'all who might not know, The Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia, Bobby Weir, uh, both of those guys playing guitar and fronting the band on vocals. Now, Garcia passed away, and when he passed away, uh, the dead, the, the remaining members of The Grateful Dead went on touring under the name The Other Ones. 
That went on for maybe two, three years or so, maybe a bit longer. But then they just went ahead and started touring again under the dead rather than the Grateful Dead. I saw the dead, okay? I saw the dead with Bob Dylan opening for him. Dude was wearing white pants, white jacket, white shoes, and a white freaking hat. It was awesome. Subterranean homesick blues. Oh, I can still hear that shit in my head when they played it, and that song could never be long enough. Um, they had, uh, and then when the dead came out and played, they had, they, they sometimes not always, but sometimes and a lot of times would have a female vocalist with them. They did this time. It was Joan Osborne. Those of you who may not remember her, she did the ditty back in the late nineties. What if God was one of us? And I hate that fucking song. Do not care for her. I personally did not enjoy her uh, contribution to the show, but dude, it was Bobby Weir. It was Bobby Weir, Phil Lesh, and the and the rest of the cats from the dead, dude. Yeah, fucking yeah, baby. God, and I mean, yeah, there was some weed smoke in, involved in that. I don't think there was any acid involved in that one. Now, I saw Rat Dog three times, which is just Bobby Weir's little side band. Oh, I saw them three times and was tripping nuts all three times, dude. Fucking wow. The one in Columbus, man. Oh, get me started on that sometime. I'll tell you some funny shit there. Uh, in fact, I will tell you. Screw it. We're up in Columbus. Uh, it was winter time. It was snowing out, but the hippies were out there in the parking lot making their burritos anyway. Uh, and Tony and I smoking a little bit. We found some acid, dosed up, went inside, went, you know, the show was fucking great. Guy next to me all night, just yelling, Bobby, Bobby, in between every song. <laughs> just so fucking funny. And, uh, the, the whole band was tripping balls, dude. And they had a, he had a saxophone player up there that was like, if you're facing the stage, the saxophonist was front stage left and Bobby was front stage, right. And Bobby's a, he's a skinny guy, got a big old beard, mustache, longer hair, you know, he's all hippie in it out, you know, but this saxophone player looked like French Stewart, looked just like him moved just like him now if you don't know who french stewart is french stewart is the guy from the old show with john lithgow and joseph gordon levitt called third rock from the sun now french stewart was the big giant head guy incoming message from the big giant head and uh he this this saxophonist looked just like french stewart did he was tripping so fucking hard man he was he was getting so into the music and you could tell he was getting lost okay like there's you know getting lost in the music and it feels good but then there's getting lost this guy was getting lost in at least 3 4 times all right bobby's playing the song doing his singing bit he uh he gets to the bit where he's done singing and he steps away from the mic and he's looking at his it is saxophonist and he's taking his hand like if you take your hand and you put it flat and you put it straight up and down all right vertically and you're doing that thing and you're moving it in between you and someone else and you're bringing bringing uh, the straight part of your hand to your nose like that stay with me 
focus. He's doing that to the saxophonist and then like, like pointing in his eyes with his fingers, like, stay with me, dude. You got to stay with me here. Just so great. They play, they play the encore. They get done. No one moves. No one moves in this venue. And I swear it's because every single person in that motherfucker was tripping nuts. And we're just so lost in that moment. It's like you build it up, you build it up, you build it up. The band brought us to that climax and then they left the stage and we're all just standing there like, what the hell do I do now? I've not quite blown up yet. <laughs> Just such a great time. Uh, but the Grateful Dead was one that I wish I'd always seen. Uh, another's Nirvana, which I had the chance to see. Oh, man. I had the chance to see them about probably three or four months after the MTV Unplugged. Uh, it was in Dayton, Ohio. That's where I'm from, the Dayton area. Uh, it was at a place called Hera Arena. Uh, and, and it was just, oh man, it was just one of those things where at the time I wasn't the biggest Nirvana fan. I was listening to some other stuff. I was a nine inch nails, goth head, Marilyn Manson. I liked a little bit of Nirvana, but I wasn't there yet. And that show came and went. I had friends who went, I had friends who asked me to go with them and I turned them down. Now I feel like a complete fucking idiot. I mean, obviously that was for the In Utero album, which uh, Bleach and In Utero are my two favorite fucking albums. They're first and they're last. Uh, They're, oh my gosh, I'm kicking myself right now just thinking about this shit. I missed Nirvana. Um, this, uh, but the other two get to them here real quick. Uh, quit rambling on, Jay. Um, <laughs> this is what you get. Uh, Tupac. Oh my gosh, I would have loved to have seen Tupac live. Uh, uh, For me personally, Tupac is the all-time greatest rap lyricist. Um, He's just so fucking amazing. I love Tupac. And I remember remember his his death announcement. I was on a date. Uh, I was on a first date with a girl my junior year of high school. And I picked this girl up. We went to a little place called the Sub Galley down in Dayton to see a band called Brainiac. And uh, we're all sitting around waiting for the show to start. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, quiet, quiet, quiet. And we look up at the TVs, and it's Kurt Loder uh, uh, up there on the TV. And he announces Tupac's death. And I had never been so disgusted and so fucking pissed off at a reaction from people verbally, well, verb. I mean, obviously, because I heard it, but people, one less inward, and, and, and uh, it was so fucking disgusting, but that's where I was when I, when I heard the announcement of Tupac's death, I love Tupac, man, I still bump that shit, he was great, and, uh, who, maybe he is still around, who knows, you listen to that Machiavelli album, dude, there's some shit on there, right? Shook shot me at the very beginning, the very start, just saying, but obviously in like so many others, the Beatles, and I don't need to get into that whatsoever, the Beatles, although I will give a quick, very quick breakdown. John was an abusive asshole and all of his fucking, I don't know, all of his stupid ladder shit before he passed was just kind of like, dude, come on. Um, Ringo, he's, he just could hold a steady beat, whatever. John, 
or not John, but Paul. I think Paul's a commercial fucking asshole. Uh, he's just a money grubbing hoe, in my opinion. But now we get to George. George Harrison was the motherfucking man. He was the best fucking Beatle. And this is all my opinion, so don't get mad at me, folks. This is just my opinion. All my opinion is is nothing, pretty much. It's my opinion. Who cares? But that's mine. And uh, that was all that we had on Tuesday. That was all my notes for Tuesday. Um, uh, great Chris, Chris Jericho interview. That takes us on to Wednesday where, oh my gosh, I heard his voice and I was in fucking heaven. Mark Ellis hosted the show on Wednesday. Now, he had to leave a little bit early. But he was there He for the majority of it. He hosted it. It was freaking awesome. And uh, first, you know, it started out, they, they told a little story about how Makuga had invited Ellis along to a charity basketball game to commentate, to call the game. Uh, they took Sinead with them. Uh, Sinead couldn't do her job because it, it just seemed, well, it just seems to me like it was a piss poor setup from the organization uh, uh, from the organizers, rather, of all of this. Um, I just don't understand. The organization sounds like shit, especially for a charity event. The the charity, you know, the, they, they were officially commentating for this charity, and they're not going to make sure that they can see the fucking game. They're not going to ensure that they have legit seats so that they can do what they have been asked there to do. But... Uh, Regardless, regardless of all of that, Makuga had himself a Red Bull for the first time in about four years. Poor, poor guy. I've never had that shit. I've never had any of those kind of energy drinks and shit. I just, I'm already a little bit too wired as it is. So I don't need none of that shit, but it kept him up all night. Ellis, also Red Bull, kept him up all night. Ellis said he was up till 4 a.m. That's just fucking crazy. Um, I think I would have, I don't know what I would have done, maybe tried to knock myself out <laughs> to get some sleep. But they went through all of that, and it, it sounds like it was a really cool event and a really good idea. I mean, it's obviously charity, you know, that's always great. But if you're going to have people go there and do something for you, make sure they can do it. You know, make sure that they can do what they've been been called there to do. Um but then uh, they got into uh, the Chili's talk. Uh, once again, Riley's Riley's very very bad experience with Chili years ago. Chili's years ago, the restaurant, of course. Um, and they kind of they 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 kind of got into that a little bit, and they they pulled up the theme song for Chili's, the YouTube video of the guys actually recording the theme song, to which Roxy thinks that those are fans. <laughs> Oh, Roxy, bless your socks, girl. Um, I love Roxy to death. She she really is like that little sister that you just facepalm yourself so many times throughout the day, you know. But it's great. It's all it's all just great. And I really do wonder how much of it is act and how much of it is legit confusion or misunderstanding. But it happens a lot. And either way, it's just great entertainment. You can never really... Uh, you know, you can never really take it too bad uh, or, or uh, too seriously. No matter how much I yell at the TV sometimes, uh, you know, I'll just sit there and scream, just get it, Roxy! But uh, 
it doesn't matter. It, it's all in fun, and that's all that matters on the on this show. Uh, Collider Live is just bringing the fun back, and uh, these guys know how to do it for sure. It, it me personally helps me out a lot. Like so many have written in to tell them, and like so many of us feel. You know, I've got my own problems, just like everyone else. I got my own shit going on that gets me down and 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 holds me back a little bit. You know, questioning myself, all that shit. You know, but it really does help to spend time with these guys every day. It helps a lot, and uh, you know, uh, thank you to Collider and Collider Live Crew, and uh, thanks to the fan base also for keeping it going and and making it what it is. It's just, it's really awesome. But uh, Roxy then was saying that she gets asked out to drinks a lot. The whole fancy a drink. Um, and, of course, yeah, if that's a British person saying it, it, it sounds a lot better. It might come off a little weird if uh, if an American would say that. But, uh, if a, you know, Roxy, if a British cat is asking you fancy a drink, you got to go, girl. Come on. But they got into the discussion is, you know, is that a date? And Mike had in his notes that, yes, it is, um, you know, going to get coffee, you know, coffee dates. But I think I'm looking at it more as just asking someone out to drinks. Like if, if I ask a girl, you know, would you like to go get some drinks? And that's what I ask. That's all I ask. And she says, yes, I don't consider that a date. I just literally consider that going to get some drinks. Nothing more. Um, I, I don't. I don't perceive that in any way as a date. Dinner. Now, if I ask a girl to dinner, yes, yes, that is a date. That is definitely a date. So we'll clear that up there. But a, a question. Another question I posed is, uh, you know, uh, best dates and worst dates. Uh, I'll go over mine real quick. Uh, my best date by far, I was 18, so in love with this girl. Um, I'll drop, uh, I'll drop her name. Katie Kahn, uh, loved this girl so much. I still have, I still have a spot inside of me. Uh, great love for her. A wonderful, wonderful girl. Beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, but I, for her birthday and I had planned it. I planned all this shit out, okay? And she loved it. She loved it. So I knew her quite well, and I'm the man. Um, but no, I took her to a uh, dinner theater called La Comedia, and we had a nice dinner there, really nice dinner. And then after the dinner, uh, they they put on the play uh, Wizard of Oz is what it was. And it was the first it turns out it was the first time they had that dog playing uh, Toto. And Toto was kind of giving him a little bit of a hassle running around the stage. But it was really fun. It was a really good time. And after that, uh, we jumped on the interstate, started heading south from Dayton down towards Cincinnati, and I found a nice spot and just pulled off on the side of the highway. I pulled off on the side of the highway, put the flashers on, and she and I just took a walk down the highway and then turned around and walked back to the car, drove away. Um, I can't remember exactly what had made me even think of that. But she she did. She loved that. She really, really loved that. And I remember her flashing a trucker, too. Um, but that was a great date. I, I love that girl so much. Uh, she was just absolutely wonderful. Um, 
And uh, my worst date was I had asked a girl to go to a bar with me to go to see a show. Uh, not to drink. I'm not a big drinker or anything. Um, and I haven't smoked cigarettes since I was a senior in high school. So, But I'd asked her to go see a band with me at a bar venue type place. And we go down there, and she got shit-faced and ended up making out with random guys. Yes, I say guys, plural. Random guys that she had just fucking met. And there I am watching the band, and she's over here drunk as shit making out with these fucking losers. Fucking lousy drunk, I tell you. She really was. I don't know if she still is, because I ain't talked to her no more. But that was my worst date. My That was by far the worst. Uh, and, and that brings us into Thursday. Uh, like I said, this is going to be a short show this week. Uh, just my highlights. And uh, Thursday, they got into a little talking about demons and possession. And uh, Riley and McCougan, them knowing people who who maybe had children possessed and all, and all that. And, and it made me think, you know, about personal experiences that I've had. And... Uh, Wondering if if any of the rest of the of our afterlife crew had uh, ever had any ghost experiences or supernatural experiences, and uh, I definitely have. I have. Um, I've had a couple of legit, no bullshit experiences, and uh, one of them was uh, there's an old farmhouse outside of a little small town near where I live. Uh, had some friends grow up there in high school. We always partied. That was the party house, you know. They were the friends whose mom and dad partied with us and let us party there. So it was that place. It was an old farmhouse. It was literally an underground railroad house. And it had, you know, tunnels in the walls and little trap doors and closets and all that shit. And, uh... There was a pasture in the back where everyone would park. I went out there one evening. It was it was evening time. It wasn't quite dark, but the sun was definitely heading down. And uh, I go out there, and uh, I park my car. I get out of my car, and I hear music, like banjo music. I hear kids playing and laughing. I hear adults having a good time. It's a party. Now, there, this barn is abandoned. There ain't shit in this barn. I know damn well what I heard was like an old school, like like a gathering, party, festival, celebration type thing. It was clear as day. I could hear this shit clear as day. And I, and I just have to, I don't know. I, I walked to the barn. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I walked to the barn and I walked to the door. And I stop about five feet away from the door. And I say, hello? And it all stopped instantly. I mean, instantly, I ran to the house, and I never parked in that fucking back pasture again. Not one single damn time. I always parked in front, next to the house. Um, Another time, I was there for uh, a going-away party for Katie, actually. She had joined the military, joined the Army. She was going away, and we had a party for her out there. Uh, I was upstairs, and no, actually, this was a different time. I'm sorry. My bad. Not like you guys would know the difference, but hey, I'm old. There we are. And uh, But no, this is a different time, but I'm, I'm in a bedroom, and I'm sleeping up there. My friend Heather's in the bed with me, and she has me pinned against the wall, okay? The, the, the bed's in a corner. She's got me pinned against the wall, and her elbow's on me, so I know she's not 
walking around the room. The door is closed, and I know no one else is in the fucking room. There's a light from right outside the window that shines in, and from that light shining in, it allowed me to see a shadow inside that room walking around back and forth, just walking back and forth. I cannot explain that. There, I, 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 that's all I can really say. I mean, that's not nothing, dude. That shit is not nothing. That cannot just be easily explained away, okay? So those are my two things uh, as far as supernatural uh, experiences. And kind of in that same, not supernatural, but we also had heard about the, uh, the Area 51, uh, possible storming of Area 51. Now, I hope this happens, but at the same time, I hope it doesn't because... Come on, dude. There is no way in hell the government, military, is going to allow people uh, in the hundreds of thousands, if not to a million, who knows how many fucking people have pledged to do this. Uh, no matter how many people storm, the military's not going to just let it happen. And this would, I, if I were in the military, I would absolutely take this as a threat. And I would handle that fucking threat accordingly, too. But these people are supposed to storm Area 51. And, and the, the most stupid thing about all this shit is letting everyone know you're doing it. Okay, so even if they don't meet any resistance, they already let the government know that they were doing all this shit. So who's to say the government didn't move all the alien spacecraft and shit out of there? Come on, people, you got to think now. Fucking fa uh, Facebook private groups. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, I, and I love UFOs. And that brings me into the, you know, what do we think about you? Dude, what do we think about UFOs? I mean, I've seen a couple things that, were they aliens? Probably fucking not. But they were unidentified flying objects. Lights and shit. It's crazy. You know, so as far as UFOs, by technical definition, yes, absolutely, they exist. No doubt. No question. But is it extraterrestrial life is the real question. I personally think that everything is far too fucking big for there not to be intelligent life out there somewhere. Whether or not they've reached us, that's that's the real debate. That's the real debate right there. Oh, I just drove by a wedding. She looked lovely. Lovely bride. And... It, it just, it amazes me how big the universe it is and, and the wonders and the possibilities. But I mean, that shit's gotta be real, but, but you're not going to catch me trying to storm a fucking military base. Are you kidding me? Supposedly they house the wreckage, uh, here in Dayton at Wright Pat base. I live right here. Okay, I live like I can be at Wright Pat Base to storm that motherfucker with a million people within 45 minute drive. Am I going to do it? Hell fucking no. Because I'm not a fucking moron, dude. Come on. Oh, these people are insane. Um, and, and, and for the last half of the show, they, they had Cody jumped in the booth for, for the last, uh, for the last, well, it was the last hour, but the 30 minutes, the first 30 minutes of the last hour, I should say, Cody jumped in the booth. That was really cool. Or not in the booth, but in the studio, rather. That was really cool uh, to see him in there, rather, and having more of a role, speaking role and shit. I, I like the Wangers show. I really enjoy it. 
Um, and then for the second half of that of that last hour, the other Christian came into the studio. We have not seen him in a very long time, so that was really cool too. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, but they, they talked about in that last little bit of the show, they talked about some news that dropped from comic con, which is what I'm going to end today's show on. Uh, Edward Furlong is back as John Connor in, uh, in the new Terminator movie. Now I'm not sure to what extent, but it's exciting and it's huge fucking news. Edward's had a long, long, hard, hard, rough road here, dude. I mean, I, at some point you can't really feel, you know, you can feel bad that people are in the situations they're in, but at the same time, you can't really feel too bad because they put themselves in the situation. Not saying the dude deserves anything that he's gone through, but he has put him th- himself through some really crazy hard shit. And, uh, it's nice. It's nice to see him coming back no matter what capacity. Maybe this could be the start of, of his, uh, of, of his turnaround in life in in the industry and in life itself, you know, hopefully this does a lot of good for him and it'll be really cool to see him in the movie too, especially being that this is a direct sequel to part two to T2. You kind of need John Connor, at least even a little bit, especially if you're bringing uh, Hamilton back is Sarah Connor. It's only right. It only makes sense and it needs to be done. And I'm definitely looking forward to that, and I'm still looking forward to all the other news that I have not found out yet from Comic-Con. This is a great weekend for us movie nerds and movie geeks and television fans. It's just amazing. And uh, actually, I'm going to wrap it up right there. That'll that'll do it this week for After Live, the uh, unofficial Collider Live podcast show. And uh, you guys can follow me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is letter J, W-A-D-E, 1134. Uh, you can find this show on all of your podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple, SoundCloud, you can find it on the Merc with a Movie blog feed. You can also find uh, other shows on that feed as well, Uh, one of which is my co-host here, Sarah, and I do a Bachelorette podcast weekly called Go Get That Rose. Uh, so we're and we're looking to do some stuff. We're looking to try and score some guests for that too. So maybe check that out. And, uh, of course, as always, our, our producer, Josh has talking schmodown. Great show. Great show. Christian's plugged it before. He enjoys it as well. And, 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 and as everyone should, Josh does a really great job with that show. It's really enjoyable. And he is a, he is a really nice listening voice too. Like speaking, recording voice. It's great. Not like mine, but it's it's just great. It soothes me, makes me feel all kind of warm stuff inside, and I think I've said far too much now at this point. But uh, thank you all for joining me for this week of Afterlife. Uh, join us again next week, and uh, everybody stay cool. <laughs>